All right, we are back. I'm Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Standing by to join me is Corey Grant and Lynette Tichel. We're going to talk about Angie's Cure, which is having its world premiere at the Dances with Films Festival tomorrow. Good morning. Do I have you both? Good morning. We are both here. Excellent. Congratulations. As I said, this film was amazing in so many ways, from the acting, the storyline, everything. It was fantastic. Thank you so much. That means a lot. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we put a, a lot of hard work into this movie, so uh, that, it resp- that you uh, were able to uh, respond to it positively uh, makes us feel real good. Well, it, you know, it, it just it hit a lot of important uh, notes, so to speak, because, you know, it, you want to break the silence about trauma and recovery, and, you know, the acting was just so powerful. So tell me about how this film came about. Um, some collab- a collaborator of mine uh, named Brian Kelsey, uh, we did another movie together. Okay. Um, that, that, uh, he wrote us a Bigfoot movie, and I wanted to do something that kind of, uh, you know, something a little bit different. And uh, I found this news story about this woman, I think, I want to say it was in the UK or whatever, okay. somewhere overseas, and somebody broke into this uh, beauty shop um, to try to uh, rob her and rape her, but she actually turned the tables on him, tied him up, and then fed him a bunch of Viagra's and raped him over a course of a week. This is a true story, wild story. Whoa. So, so the tone. So he, I told him the story, and then uh, he came up with this story uh, called Angie's Cure, but it was a little different. It was more, uh, it was a little bit more camp, uh, revenge theater. She learns karate and all the different stuff, and it was a cool story, but it wasn't the same. Um, there was nothing about um, trauma. It was it was more light, yeah. and it just didn't really it didn't really speak to what we wanted. To, what I wanted to speak to. So, a few years later, me and Lynette went back and looked at the script, and then really started saying, "What do we want to say?" Um, because when you have people in a theater or watching TV or streaming, you have their attention for an hour and a half. So mm-hmm. you have to say something. You know what I mean? So we started developing this this uh, story about a um, a rape victim. Yeah. Um, which was Angie, and then the mother that was developed. That was something new. The uh, the police element was something new, and we came together with a, a script that that spoke to us. And then we said, "Hey, we need to we need to shoot this," and that's how it started. It was amazing. So, Lynette, tell me your thoughts on the film. So, as Corey was mentioning, when we were figuring out what we wanted to say, um, some of the themes that we wanted to explore were the code of silence. Mm-hmm. And the fact that a lot of times when, when situations happen to women, they go unreported or they're not comfortable or they don't have anybody to uh, to have a safe space with. And mm-hmm. so then we started talking about exploring different relationships between, you know, the parents. You know, why, why do some people not tell their parents? And then we, we, we actually uh, spoke with different friends, uh, pulled from uh, experiences that were around us and near us. And there are so many moms that are more like sisters and so many homes that don't feel safe that we really wanted to start to incorporate the story of why trauma like this would go on for so long and not even be dealt with. And that's when we really decided what we wanted to do with this piece was talk about, you know, to an extreme extent, what can happen when, when trauma is unresolved and what a breaking point could look like, but then further to explore, well, how did these people get here and the humanity behind everyone involved, you know, to get them to all their different breaking points. And, 
that's when we arrived at a place where we felt that it was something we were proud of. We were we had our voice on it, and then as we were filming, we realized how powerful these things were because our crew was you know having personal moments where we had to pause and really talk through different moments that affected them, and mm-hmm. it became a, a testimonial at one point. So that's when we knew that we were really locked in. And, and we pushed forward with everything we had to, to really make a difference with the piece. So you are the lead character. Yes, I am Angie. <laughs> I know. And so what was that like? Man. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like? Uh, Angie is Angie is, is definitely a mixture of a couple people that I know, mm-hmm. you know, in my life. I would say that it's tough because... It, for, for me, I guess the biggest difference is I'm more outgoing. I'm more vocal. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from, a, 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 I've always felt safe. So okay. for me, it was stripping that feeling of what I would do mm-hmm. and really understanding the why behind Angie and why she didn't and then locking into that space and identifying with people that, you know, come from a different walk. And for me, it was it was definitely an emotional journey. I had to take off my hat a couple times from producer writer mode. Sure. And it was, great uh Corey grant with the way that we set the schedule was so that young angie would have all of the early shooting days and we could just keep the engine rolling keep everything going and then that would prepare for when i had to take off my producer hat and jump in as angie and just really be there and be present and it was definitely an experience it was my i think my favorite thing i've done to date um in terms of character work yeah well, it's interesting because as a producer-director and you know what you want out of the character, but then you're able to sit in that role and embody it. That's, yes, yes, it's that. And it's yeah. one of those things where you think you know what you want, and that's why I'm grateful that, you know, with, with his directing, because sometimes it's like you're in the moment and you know what needs to happen, but you're no longer in big picture. You know, mm-hmm. you're, when you're in the moment as an actor, you're in that moment. Yes. And so for, yeah, so to pass the baton and he just take over directing the rest of the moments. And Sean and I, it was our first time working together, the character JD. Yes. Yeah, it was, I don't want to give anything away, so I'm, I'm like holding back. <laughs> um, it was just so, and the character arcs, you know, of different people in the film, and it was just fantastic. Who, who wrote it? Did you, did you both contribute to writing it? We we uh, both rewrote just the original script that came from uh, our friend Brian Kelsey, who okay. I was discussing earlier. Yeah. And then uh, we did a page one and kind of really made it to our voice. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's kind of hard when you want to say something, but you don't want to preach, but you also want to entertain. And I think we wrote a, a fine line between being able to be entertaining but at the same time have a strong message. Um, you know, some will call it a revenge thriller, but it's a lot more than that. Right. Um, so, you know, it was a delicate balance. But uh, Net, she she nailed it, man. She she nailed it. I was, I'm so proud of her. Oh, thanks. <laughs> she definitely nailed it. Absolutely. How does it feel to be uh, at the film festival? And it's screening tomorrow. Wow, it is. It's screening tomorrow. I can't even believe that it's happened so quickly. The film festival has been a blur in the best way. Um, Dances with Films, when we spoke to them earlier about who they were and the vision of them, it was just free. It was independent filming. It was no fuss, no thrills. That is what they're, you know, they kind of go by and what they're known for. We had not experienced that to date, you know, in a film festival. So so to see a, a community of people that really want you to win, that really want you to make friendships that last, 
you know, beyond the festival. Yeah. I mean, so many of the filmmakers, we've been in each other's screenings already. We've been to brunches. It's, it's just been an important, it's been a really supportive environment. Mm-hmm. Even your dog so, is happy. Look at that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the film with other filmmakers, they've been so supportive. We've been going to see a lot of great films that the community of filmmakers have, have done. And it's, just been, it's been a, a great experience and, you know, definitely unforgettable. Um, they're definitely one of the, definitely the best festival we've ever played over the years. And uh, we're excited to be to be in, in, in the company of such, you know, brilliant filmmakers and the organizers. It's awesome. That's fantastic. Anything else you'd like listeners to know about the film? Well, I'll jump in on that. My uh-huh. it's, it's a fun movie in terms of it, it will entertain you. There's some twists and turns. Yes. But at the same time, it gives you some things that really can resonate with you. Um we respect our viewers and the time that they take when they pick something to watch, mm-hmm. and we think we believe that this movie delivers on those on those uh, those those aspects of just giving you your money's worth and your time, and letting you walk away with something. So we just want everybody to, to come out and enjoy it. From um, that, I think we'd love people to be able to come and enjoy the film, and then even more importantly, come have a conversation afterwards. We mm-hmm. can't wait to see people in person and, and get people's viewpoints to see which character they maybe identify with, you know, the most. Sure. And a lot of our crew and cast will be there. So we would love to go ahead and um, let everybody, uh, you know, kind of meet each other. We became a family on the film. And uh, we're going to be a family at the premiere. So we're going to come out. We've got some limited swag bags. We want to get people in the house and and show them the, the, the Angie's Store experience. Fantastic. Where can people find out more about you, both of you? Sure. So I have a website, um, LynetteOnline.com. And then uh, we, Corey and I are both uh, New Breed Entertainment. So NewBreedEntertainment.org. And you'll find out plenty about our vision um, of, the movie. of the movie, of Angie's Cure, of other projects that we have. So NewBreedEntertainment.org. Fantastic. I have one last question. Was this shot uh, during the pandemic? Actually, it, it actually was. It was. It was. Okay. Uh, we shot at the, in the middle of the pandemic, which gave a lot of other challenges. Um, and we shot in the community. Wow. Um, so it was definitely uh, a lot of obstacles. I'm, I'm <laughs> happy that we were able to pull it off with all the things we had, the, the protocols we had to go through. Yes. But, uh, but we did it. And um, The reason you know. I ask, because the themes of trauma and repression and just everything... I feel yeah. like a lot of people um, unpacked a lot of things that they were hiding away that they didn't want to deal with or didn't think they had to deal with, and I, I feel like this film really addresses that in so many ways. You know, you know it's, it's funny you say that. One of the, you know, I'm a, I'm a male director, and so I had to actually direct a, a scene of rape. Yeah, wow. and I, I got what we were writing, what we were putting together, but it didn't really hit me. Yeah. Until that moment, and then dealing with the actors that were in it, they were so affected by you know the scene that we had to do. Mm-hmm. But afterwards, one of our background actresses, two of them, pulled us to the side and just started talking, and they started telling their experience, which they said they had never told. Wow. And they were breaking down, and it really affected us for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And I think the fact of being alone, being during COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, being, you know, sitting with your own feelings or, or things you're going through, yeah. and then for them to actually come out and be background on this movie that they didn't even know what it was about at first, and mm-hmm. then to see that, and then to trigger that for them to talk to us, 
you know, it had a major effect on us for the rest of the shoot. So you are 100% correct in that that observation. Yeah, I think in general, mental health was talked about way more during COVID, you know, than it has been as long as I've been alive. And so I'm just excited that now we're in a place where people feel like this is not as taboo. I want to get to a place where it's even more that way. Yes. But I, I definitely, definitely hear you. There was a lot of unpacking done during COVID. And now I think this is the best time to have the conversation that hopefully keeps on being had until everybody feels like they have a voice and they have a safe space. Absolutely. Well, congratulations. We have to wrap up, but I've really enjoyed this conversation. And again, uh, Angie's Cure will be playing tomorrow, Tuesday, June 27th, 9.30 p.m. at the Chinese Six in Hollywood. And you can get tickets at danceswithfilms.com forward slash Angie's hyphen cure. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. We're very appreciative. Thank you. Absolutely. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. That was Corey Grant as well as Lynette Tichelle. And we were talking about Angie's Cure. All the information about this incredibly impactful film is on the show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. We're going to take a little break, and then I have two more guests calling in. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.